Blog Talk Radio. Jacob really longed to be a hero. But all I really wanted was a friend. I'm the way, the life, the truth. Tell me, Jacob, when will the light end? Does the striving make you Of a generation 
Welcome to Prayer International Radio. This is our Tuesday night broadcast of Face to Face with God. I'm your host, Sean Holmberg, along with Christopher Herzog, who is with us in the studio. And we just want to welcome you um, and say how much a privilege it is for us to gather with you over these airwaves and night after night to come and to spend time worshiping Jesus and to giving glory and honor to the King of Kings and to worship at his feet and to worship at the throne and to present ourselves as a living sacrifice, as a body and as the bride of Christ. It's an honor and a privilege that we all have as fellow citizens and saints with all the other members of the household of God that we can come night after night and declare that Jesus Christ is Lord. That despite all the struggles and all the frustrations that people have and despite the tragedy we hear about in the news and even the tragedy that some people have to deal with in their own lives, we can still declare boldly that above everything else and beyond everything else and that Jesus Christ is still Lord and King of heaven and earth and he is still seated at the right hand of the Father on high where the Bible says he lives to make intercession for us and he has become our high priest and he has become our chief advocate he has become our mediator between us and God and has declared unto us the goodwill and purposes of the Father to restore the nations and kingdoms of this world unto himself. And he has given us not just this radio ministry, but also all of the believers and anybody in our audience listening worldwide. He has given all of us a ministry of reconciliation and declared that we are ambassadors to him, um, reconciling the world unto the Father through the knowledge and through the revelation of the love of Christ, which has been poured out in our hearts and in our lives. And so we are here tonight to pray with you to accept um, any prayer requests you have, whatever the need is, no matter how big, no matter how small. Um, our Father is an amazing God, and He's faithful to keep His Word, and we stand firmly upon the Word of God, declaring that His Word is true, and declaring that despite the circumstances that we may face, that His Word is true and prevails. And that his blood is powerful enough and his word is strong enough to overcome any obstacle in any mountain. And so if you need prayer for anything, um, give us a call. Our call-in number tonight is 619-638-8458. We have a chat room open. If you can't get to a telephone, our Email address is prayerinternational at gmail.com. 
Um, and we do actually have possibly listeners listening all over the world. And it's it's quite, um, I want to say breathtaking, the way the Father moves into people's hearts and he positions people and the place he does so that they can interact and so that he can fulfill needs and he can bless us because, you know, the Father is seeking to bless us. He's always been seeking and bless us. His word declares that he has come, that Jesus said that he's come, that we may have life and have it more abundantly. And, you know, God said that I know the thoughts that I think of you, thoughts of good and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. And it's it's really something when he says that, because the Bible declares that he can't. He's not. A, he's not a man that he should lie. He, he even said that the words that come that go from his mouth will not return to him void, but they will accomplish that in which he sent them. And that's not the exact wording, but I hope it's a good paraphrase. You know, um, it says in Philippians um, chapter one verse six. It says, "Being confident of this very thing." that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. He who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. And what that means is, it means a lot more than a simple verse. It means that, number one, that you didn't choose him, he chose you. And sent his own son, Jesus Christ, to die on behalf of your sins and for the sins of the rest of the world. And the Father was actively seeking you, seeking you out, searching for you as a pearl of great price, as a treasure, as an inheritance that he has. And, you know, the Father spoke words over you before you were actually born, when you were still in your mother's room, Jeremiah says that he was talking about to Jeremiah. He said, you know, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before he formed us in the womb, he knew us. It takes most of us, possibly our entire lives, to even completely comprehend who we are and what we want. And try to get some realization as to what our purpose is and our calling and if you want to say your destiny and you know the father stated that before you, you even breathed your first breath he already knew you he already had a perfected blueprint laid out declaring over you the riches of his blessing the riches of his glory that would be revealed in your life. There's riches of his love that he had for you. And we've said it many times on this broadcast that the Father is adamant about fulfilling his word in your life. And he's adamant about getting the message across to you that, you know, Paul said, if God be for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us, how shall he not through him freely give us all things? And that doesn't necessarily mean we can decide God for anything, but in a sense, in some some ways we can. 
is the one we're asking according to his will. And how do we know his will? Well, we know his will by reading his word and by having a relationship with him and by dedicating our thoughts and our time to him so that he can pardon to us through the presence of his Holy Spirit and through the anointing of the Holy Spirit. He can give us wisdom and give us revelation into the knowledge of him. And so the Father began by forming you and creating you and calling forth out of nothingness you and declaring that you had a purpose and declaring that you had a place in his kingdom and you had a place in the family of God. You know, it says in Ephesians, it says that we are sons by adoption, that the Father has adopted us into sons. And when you're adopted into a family, you take on that family name and all the inheritance and all the legacy that comes with that family name. And we are named after the King of Heaven and Earth, the Prince of Peace, the Lord Jesus Christ. And it is through him that the whole family in heaven and earth is named. And so we have obtained a name greater and a name that we can be called children of God. It says in First John, what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called children of God. And so he chose us first, and then we, in return, through the leading of the Holy Spirit and through the Father turning our hearts toward him, chose him. And, you know, everybody struggles at times and everybody has, you know, issues because we're all people. I mean, normal, regular people. There wasn't any patriarch in the Bible who didn't have some really kind of messed up issue going on in their life at some point, whether it was before they met the Lord Jesus or even some had people had issues after they met the Lord Jesus. Because, you know, the Father doesn't declare unto you that, okay, well, I died for you and now be be perfect. He said be perfect because I am perfect, but the difference is it says that we are the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus, and it says that the just shall live by faith. And our righteousness doesn't come from our own acts and our own deeds. Our righteousness comes through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's through the acceptance of that righteousness in him that we begin to learn to walk in grace. And not only to walk in grace, but to walk in the spirit of the living God. And to yield ourselves to his presence and yield ourselves to his counsel. And it's through our relationship with him that we in return become transformed and become changed. You know, the Bible says that if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And, you know, Paul said, how shall we who died to sin any longer live in it? And to consider yourself to be dead and indeed to sin, but alive to God. And so we walk and we learn to walk as new creations in Christ Jesus. And, you know, it's not an immediate process. It's a step-by-step process. And it's a long process. And it's a process that won't be fully completed until the day of Christ. But it's a process that he's not ever going to give up on as far as molding and shaping you and changing you into his image. And, you know, the Bible says even if we are unfaithful, he remains faithful faithful because he cannot deny himself and he even declared in the Old Testament he said that he has put his word above his name 
And it says in, I believe it's in Genesis, it said he had swore by his name because he didn't have pretty much anything higher to swear by. But then it declares that he actually exalted his own word above his name. And because, you know, the word of a man speaks to the character of a man. And the word of the Father declares good things for your life. It's not that you're on your own, but it's that the Father is actively pursuing you and actively speaking over you blessings and riches that you can't even understand. And the Bible declares that we have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. And the Father has made provision and has provision ready for you when the time of need comes, if you will ask him for it. And, you know, provision never comes early, um, but it always comes on time. If you go back to the children of Israel who are walking through the desert trying to get to the promised land, you know, they're hungry and the father provided manna, but he said, you know what, just gather what you need for today and don't take any extra because that way they would learn to be Content with the things that the Lord had given them, and also, so they wouldn't get to the point that they were relying on themselves, <clears throat> and think of how great it was that they were able to gather so much manna. But no, the Father told him to take as much as needed was as was needed for the day, and then the next day the Father, once again, would provide the provision for them and send the manna for them. And in our own lives, you know, the Father will provide for us in due season. <clears throat> but we need to make sure that we don't lose heart, that we don't grow weary while doing good, um, while we labor for the Lord, while we labor to declare unto the nations of the world that Jesus Christ is Lord. And, you know, even in your own life, you need to be confident in your relationship with the Father. You know, the Bible declares that we can come boldly to the throne of grace in which we have access in the time of need uh, in, in, excuse me in the time of need and so I'm going to start off and you know I'm going to read some of Hebrews um, which is an amazing amazing book it's just not a book you can read very fast um, but Hebrews chapter 10 says for the law having a shadow of the good things to come and not the very image of these things, can never with the same sacrifices which they offer continually year by year make those who approach perfect. For then they would not have ceased to be would they not have ceased to be offered, for the worshippers, once purified, would have had no more consciousness of sins. But in those sacrifices there is a reminder of sin every year, for it is not possible that the blood of bulls and goats could take away sins. You know, in the Old Testament, before the birth of Jesus, the high priest of the children of Israel would go in once a year into the temple and behind the veil, and he would offer a sacrifice for the sins of the people. And as, because, I mean, and it was, and it was a symbolic sacrifice of the fact that there was sin and there was a a just punishment for sin and that this um, sacrifice was taking the place in punishment for the sins of the people 
but it never really removed the shame of sin. It never really removed the knowledge of sin. And it was imperfect in that respect, but in that respect, it was also a shadow of things to come. And, you know, when Jesus came, he it says he offered his blood once to the Father and then sat down at the right hand of God, forever justifying those who are being saved. And I think it's something similar to that is what the um, scripture says. Another paraphrase there, but... Um, you know, when Jesus sacrificed his blood on the cross, <clears throat> it was a one-time only deal. That was it. Um, he was the one true, pure and spotless lamb of the living God without spot or blemish, who sacrificed his own blood and on the cross for you and for me. And the power of his blood, unlike the power of, blood and, of the blood of bulls and goats, not only removed the judgment for sin, but it also removed the consciousness of sin. It actually had the power to remove the sin and to give us a transformed life. And it says in verse 5, Therefore, when he came into the world, being Jesus, he said, Sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but a body you have prepared for me. And burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin you had no pleasure. Then I said, Behold, I have come in the volume of the book it is written of me to do your will, O God. Previously saying, Sacrifice and offering, burnt offerings and offerings for sin, you did not desire nor had pleasure in them, which are offered according to the law. And then he said, Behold, I have come to do your will, O God. He takes away the first, that he may establish the second. But that will, we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. And every priest stands ministering daily and offering repeatedly the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. But this man, Jesus, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down at the right hand of God. From that time, waiting till his enemies are made his footstool. For by one offering, he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. And so there is a verse right now for you, our audience, to memorize. And, you know, memorizing scripture is really good and it's really helpful. Um, because it's through the word of God that we get confidence and we the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord and you know that verse it says that for by one offering he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified and it doesn't mean that we're already sanctified but it means that in the eyes of the father we're already considered perfected and that when the father looks at us he declares that we're perfected in his eyes and that he doesn't see the spot or blemish. He sees the righteousness which comes through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And the obedience that comes through faith in him. That we come to him in faith, trusting not in our own works, but trusting in him. It says in verse 19, Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus by a new and living way, which he consecrated for us through the veil that is his flesh. 
and having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart. In full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. Um, another verse to, to memorize. He who promised is faithful. The Bible repeatedly mentions from the beginning to the end, and it speaks of the faithfulness of the Father in our lives. And Paul, in numerous different books, spoke about the need for us not to lose our confidence in him, not to give up, not to grow weary while doing good, for we will reap if we do not lose heart. And, you know, whatever you're facing today, and what trouble, whatever troubles you're facing, whatever obstacles, you know, sometimes you just get tired, and sometimes you just get worn out from constantly having to struggle and deal with things. But, you know, Jesus said, take my yoke and and we should take our our burdens and lay them at his feet and you know Paul said that his grace is sufficient for us and his strength is made perfect in our weakness you know when you have so much to deal with which at times we all do then you need to rely not on your own strength but on the strength of the father and when we are weak we can declare that we're strong not through our own strength, but through the power of the Holy Spirit and through the power of the blood of Jesus and through the word of the Father. And we can stand upon the word of the Father declaring that he is faithful and true to perform his words in our lives and to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or even think. And it says, and let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much more, as you see the day approaching. And you know, when it says the day approaching, um, we talk about um, the return of the Lord Jesus Christ, and we talk about the end times. And no one really knows when the end times is, and there's a lot of people who you'll see year after year who will say, well, it's coming around this time, or it's coming around this time. And But, you know, the Bible declares, Jesus said, that no one except the Father in heaven knows when that time is, which I assume means that even Jesus himself doesn't necessarily know, um, except for the fact that he said, I and my Father are one. But, you know, the Father has revealed a great many things to us, but some things just aren't any of our business. Um, even when Jesus was resurrected and he was ascending to the throne of God before the disciples, and the disciples stood looking around, some angels um, immediately had to come down and say, hey, why are you staring into heaven? You have work to do. That same Jesus who left will return in the same manner. And, you know, it's we don't really need to know when the his return is. You know, the Bible gives us clues and in speaking of seasons and their seasons of times and we have entered in to what some consider to be the end times. But you know the end times could be a couple months. It could be a couple years. It could be ten years, it could be twenty years, thirty years, it could be a couple hundred years and there's no way for anyone to know 
We know that time's drawing near, but as far as how far away that time is, nobody knows except for the Father who's in heaven. I mean, and you know, the Bible says that with the Lord, a day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years is one day. And the reason for that is because it says that the Lord is long-suffering long and patient, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. You know, even in our lives, you'll notice that the Lord is very long-suffering and the Lord is patient with us, longing to establish us and longing to transform us into the image of His Son and longing to transform us by glory to glory. And it's through the trials and the tribulations and the things that we face that we, from we we are able to overcome them through the strength that we get through the Father. You know, and the Bible also says that they overcame the enemy by the word of their Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And so we have the blood of the Lamb, which has declared us to be perfect in the eyes of the Father. But then also we have the word of our testimony. And the word of our testimony is pretty much whatever we declare our testimony to be. And, you know, Whatever the Bible says is a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So our, our testimony should be that we are redeemed and sanctified, that we are the chosen of the Father, that we are the head and not the tail, that we are more than conquerors through him that loved us, that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor things created nor things present nor things to come nor anything shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus. And it goes on to say, For if we sin willfully after we receive the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins, but a certain fearful expectation of judgment and a fiery indignation, which will devour the adversaries. Anyone who has rejected Moses' law dies without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. Of how much worse punishment do you suppose will he be thought worthy of who has trampled the Son of God underfoot, counted the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified a common thing, and insulted the Spirit of grace. For we know him who said, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. And again, the Lord will judge his people. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of a living God. But recall the former days in which, after you were illuminated, and given the, that means given the revelation, you endured a great struggle with sufferings, Partly while you were made a spectacle both of reproaches and by reproaches and tribulations, and partly while you became companions of those who were so treated, for you had compassion on me and my chains, and joyfully accepted the plundering of your goods, knowing that you have a better and an enduring possession for yourselves in heaven. Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which is great reward. For you have need of endurance, so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. For yet a little while, and he who is coming will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith, but if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. We are, we are not those who draw back to destruction, but to the, those who believe in the saving of the souls. You know, what Paul is saying is, above all and through all, don't cast away your confidence and 
place your trust in him. Place your trust in the Lord for everything. Um, when, when things are hard, don't give up. Because he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Christ Jesus. And regardless of what your situation looks like, what matters is not the situation, but what the Lord, the word of the Father has declared over your situation, what the word of the Father has declared over your life, and what the word of the Lord has declared over your family and over your friends and over your loved ones. And those are the good confessions that we need to have, that we overcome the enemy by our good confessions and by the word of our testimony, and we are being built as a testimony to the Father. And so this is Prayer International Radio. Our call-in number is 619-638-8458. And we have a chat room open. If you need to email us, our email address is prayerinternational at gmail.com. And we will be back in just a second. Over and over and over and over again 
Back to Prayer International Radio. Our call in number tonight is 619-638-8458. If you need prayer for anything, give us a call. If you have something on your heart, give us a call. And so we're coming up on the second hour of our show with, we'll be joined by Christopher Herzog. And so during the break, I was asking the Father, because you know at times it's a little bit intimidating to do this broadcast, knowing 
that there are hundreds of pastors and people who've had been in relationships with the Father a lot longer than I have. And, you know, Chris can probably testify to the same thing. Um, and I was asking him, what could I possibly say? Um, and the only thing I got was that the Father saying that his eyes are upon you. And, you know, it's true. It's we, We've discussed it before in other broadcasts that wherever you go, wherever you are, the Father's eyes are on you. He said that he would be with you wherever you go. Which means, and I don't know why tonight's message has been about not giving up necessarily, um, and about having confidence, but I just want to encourage you that whatever the situation is you're facing, whatever situation you're going to be facing, um, the Father has declared over and over again throughout his word that he will be with you wherever you go. And so have confidence and have faith and believe in the faithfulness of the Father and the faithfulness of his word over your life and invest time in studying the word of God to find out exactly what it is that it says about you and about your life. And because, you know, your situation is completely different than anybody else's and your relationship with the Lord is completely different with it than anybody else's. And and it's very unique, unique and very special in the way that nobody else has the same relationship with the Father you have. I have four kids and none of them are the same in any manner of the word. And all of them have the equal amount of love from me and my wife. But yet, we relate to each one of them differently. And we've learned that each one has their own individual personality, and they learn things differently, and they grow differently. And the Father deals with us much in the same way. The things that work for some people don't work for others. But... Despite all that, the one thing that's most the most important to my children is knowing that we're there, knowing that it's because it, that's where their their feeling and their safety comes from is knowing that regardless of what happens in their day, they know that they can always come to us. They know that as soon as they get home from school or if they're playing outside and as soon as they fall down and get hurt, and which we still do even as grown-ups, we can still fall and we can still get hurt. And, you know, the Father's still there as a loving Father to embrace us and to be there for us and to share in our the things of our life with us. And because, you know, even with my children, when something happens that they don't like with my 5-year-old or my 12-year-old, um, they're outside and they fall down or something or they have a bad day or whatever it is, and they come to me or my wife, they don't always necessarily want answers. They just want to know that we're there. They just want the security of knowing that they're 
Father is right there. And knowing that I will never leave them, that I'll never forsake them. And, you know, the Father, in the same way, has spoken over your life, and he'll fulfill it. He sees you as perfect. He sees you as redeemed in his eyes. And there's nothing that you can do to add to that. And there's and that's really important. Um, and I don't know how I could emphasize that enough. It is when the Bible talks about living in that we live in grace, is that there's nothing you can do to be more perfect to him. There's nothing you can do to have a better better appearance than you already have because he already loves you completely and fully. And, you know, in Corinthians, it talks about love. And it says that love thinks no evil. And, you know, the Father in his love for us sees only the good things in our lives. And it says that this, the former deeds and the sins he no longer remembers and he forgets them. And he sees you as perfected in his eyes. And through the blood of Jesus and through our faith in the Lord Jesus and through what he did for us, we are declared righteous. And we are declared not only that we are righteous, but we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus and all the standards and all the things that we would expect that we need to try to measure up to, we've already measured up to through the Lord Jesus, and the standard's already been met. And so you can come boldly with joy to his presence because you're accepted. And it's the most important thing to understand, that you are, just as you are, accepted into the presence of the Father, and that he'll never reject you, and that he'll never turn his back on you, and he'll never leave you. And the most, one of the most important things someone told me once when I was just a young Christian, he said, don't lose your tenderness. Don't lose the tenderness of your heart to the Lord. Because, you know, we all, at various times in our lives, um, have a tendency, and we have to examine our own hearts to see where, what things in our lives and what areas of our lives have become hardened to the Lord, whether it's because we've wanted to do things our own way or whether it's because, because of disappointment or whatever. And, you know, disappointment's going to always come. But we need to understand that his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His ways are higher than our ways, as it says in Isaiah. And he sees not just what's going on now, but he sees the provision that's coming tomorrow that we have yet to see. And there is a blessing on the other side of your obedience. And your obedience is to trust in him. The number one thing that Jesus said, outside of saying to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and body, and to love your neighbor as yourself, it says in First John, it says, "He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life." He said, "All any who come to me, I will no by no means reject." And it says in it, it says in John that. Whoever would call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And so, if you don't know the Lord Jesus, you are accepted. 
um, regardless of whether you've ever been accepted anywhere else in your entire life. He's the one place of security. He's the one place of refuge. And it is the household in which you belong, in which you were born to be a member of. And the Father is waiting with open arms for you. And all it takes is for you to believe and to trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and to accept that he died for your sins, to accept that it's not up to, it's not about what you can do, but it's about what he's already done, which is to demonstrate his own love for you and that he would die for you. And as much as he has done already, even now, his eyes are upon you, and the Bible declares that the Lord Jesus is at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for you day and night, constantly making intercession on your behalf, declaring the good testimony about your life, and declaring that you are the apple of his eye, declaring that you are accepted in the in the beloved, accepted into the household of the Father. And so, Father, Father, we come boldly to the throne of grace, Lord, asking, Father, that you would redeem the times, Father, that you would establish your people, Father, establish them in your truth, establish them in the knowledge of your word, Father, establish them in the revelation of who you are, Father. Lord, your word declares that we are the design of your hands, that we are your workmanship, created for good works which you prepared beforehand that we should just walk in them, Father. Not that we should labor, but that we should trust in your works, Father, and trust in what you've done for, for us in, in our lives. And, and Father, so we lean upon your grace, Father, and we ask for your grace to be magnified and abound toward us, Lord. Father, for all those listening, regardless of what time zone they're in forever, regardless of what country they're in, Lord, reveal to them the depth and the riches of your love for their lives, Father. Give them a new and a fresh revelation into the reality of your presence in their lives, Father. Let them see you in a new way, Father. Let them understand, Lord. Give them that revelation that they would know you as they have been known by you, Father. Lord, give them confidence, Lord, in your word and what your word declares over their lives, Father. Remove the lies of the enemy that would say something completely different and contrary to what you have said through your word, Father. Jesus, thank you for the abundance of your grace you've poured out in our lives, Father. Thank you for being our high priest. Thank you for being our intercessor, Lord. Thank you for being our counselor, Father. Thank you for sending the Holy Spirit who is the Rock Hakodesh, the our comforter, Father, to lead us and to guide us into all truth, Lord, to reveal unto us the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, and I ask for our audience tonight that the same revelation that came to Paul, 
when he first met you, Lord, would come fresh and anew upon all those listening, Lord, that you would give them a new revelation into who you are, Father, that you can declare it, that they could hear you declare unto them that you are Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, Father, and that you would reveal unto them their purpose, Father, reveal unto them their destiny, Lord, reveal unto them the good things of your heart, Father, those things that you have declared that if we would call to you, that you would answer, Father, and show us great and mighty things that we know not of, Father. Lord, that you would declare unto us and to your people, Father. Your word declares that eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor has entered into the heart of man those things which you have prepared for those who love you, Father. So give us insight and revelation into your heart tonight, Lord. Lord, and draw us into your presence, Father. Give us a desire, Lord, to be in your presence, Father. Draw our hearts to you, Father. Renew our minds according through your word, Father, according to your word. Lord, let us have renewed, mind, renewed minds, Father. Transform us according to your word from glory to glory, even as by your Holy Spirit, Father. For your word declares it is not by might nor by power, but by your spirit. So, Holy Spirit, I ask that you would rest upon these people who have listened, Father, that you would reveal to them the faithfulness of your word in their lives, Father, that you would reveal to them the faithfulness of your character, Lord. Reveal to them that you are always there, Father. Lord, that wherever they go, Father, that you will never leave them for it, nor forsake them, Father. Give them revelation into their adoption, into the family of the living God, Father. Give them revelation as sons and daughters and children of the Most High God, Father. Give them a new perspective and a new revelation upon what that means to their lives, Father. Lord, that they can stand and and understand, Father, and have complete boldness and confidence, Father, to come into your presence knowing that they are children of the Most High God, Father. Our call-in number tonight is 619-638-8458. This is Prayer International Radio, and we will be back in just a few minutes.
only comes through the blood of Jesus Christ. So we're declaring it's not by works of righteousness should any man boast. The Bible says that the righteousness of man is filthy rags, but that it is through Jesus Christ. We can do all things through him because he strengthens us. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's get into the word of the Lord. Today is the 26th. I'm just going to read out the 26th proverb just to get a little bit of word out. And we'll get into a message here in a little bit. Let's go into Psalms 26 for a minute. I just love the Psalms. As you guys know, we'll always lift up the Lord through the Psalms. So here we go. This is a Psalm 26. is an examination psalm. You know, David is asking the Lord to really check him, you know, just examine him and try him. So praise God. Well, it starts out, Judge me, O Lord, for I have walked in my integrity. I have trusted also in the Lord. Therefore, I shall not slide. Examine me, O Lord, and prove me. Try my reins and my heart. You know, the Bible says that judgment begins in the house of God. We need to realize that we need to begin to examine ourselves. You know, we need to check ourselves and make sure that we're walking worthy of the calling that we're called to. You know, the Bible says to examine ourselves and really check our hearts. You know, a lot of times we can harden our hearts. We can allow things into our lives. We can open up doors and allow the enemy in through the words of our mouth, through the meditations of our heart, even through the works of our hands, even through the associations that we have with people, even through... Uh, different places we might go where there's impartation and different uh, influences. And so a lot of times we have to check ourselves, we have to examine ourselves and make sure that we're still in that place of consecration, still in that place of sanctification, still remaining set apart and consecrated unto the Lord, not only in our relationships and the people we hang out with, not only in the places that we go, in the places that we are, but even in our minds, in, even in our mind space, in our thoughts, in our our philosophies, our beliefs, where your faith or your fear is, we need to begin to check our mind and make sure we're setting our mind on things above. Make sure we're casting down vain imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of Christ. And so we have to examine ourselves in this walk. David said, prove me. Try my reins. Know my heart. Verse 3, Psalm 26, verse 3. For your loving kindness is before my eyes, and I have walked in your truth. I have not sat with vain persons, neither will I go with dissemblers. See, he didn't hang out with the people that were vain and and constantly focused on the things of the world. He wasn't hanging out with carnal Christians. But he was hanging out with men and women of God who were not filled with division or dissemblance. 
but men and women that would seek out the face of God, people that were thankful. The reason I know this, listen to what he says. He says, I've not sat with vain persons, verse 4, sat with dissemblers. I have hated the congregation of evildoers, and I will not sit with the wicked. I will wash my hands in innocency, so I will compass thine altar, O Lord. You see, he wanted to make sure he could go about the altar of God. He wanted to make sure he was worthy, he was clean before God. Now, in Christ, in the blood of Christ, we're clean. We don't need the blood of bulls and the blood of goats. We don't need all these sacrifices and these offerings and these, so to speak, but it was done once and for all through the blood of Jesus. But let me say this, that in the same respect, we don't need to trample the blood of Jesus. We don't need to trample Christ's blood by the things that we do and say and think. For in Christ, we need to walk worthy of the calling that we've been called to. So verse 7, he says, That I may publish with a voice of thanksgiving, or I may proclaim, that word publish also is the same word as proclaim, declare with a voice of thanksgiving and tell of your wondrous words. Lord, I have the habitation of your house, at the place where your honor dwells, the place where your glory dwells. Do you love the place where God inhabits? Do you love the place where God's glory dwells? Are you a lover of the presence of God? Do you seek out the face of God? Do you seek out the presence of God? Do you seek? Do you want to know when he's there with you? And are you excited about being there with him? Whether that be in your prayer closet, or in corporate prayer with somebody or your family or a group of people, or whether that be with your prayer partner or your church or your small group or your Bible study, do you love the places of the presence of God? Do you love the place where his glory dwells? Verse 9, he says, Gather not my soul with sinners, nor my life with bloody men, bloodthirsty men. Some versions say bloody, some say bloodthirsty. But these are men that were wicked men. Okay, bottom line. Verse 10, in whose hand is mischief and their right hand is full of pride. But as for me, I will walk in my integrity. Redeem me and be merciful to me. My foot stands in an even place. In the congregation, I will bless the Lord. Amen, that was Psalm 26. And David just say, look, he wants to walk in integrity. He wants to walk in the redemption, the mercy of God. He doesn't want his feet to run in those wicked places, but he wants his feet to run to the house of the Lord. There's other places where he says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go unto the house of the Lord. Are you glad? Are you glad? So a little bit of praise. Just want to put a psalm, you know, we're to come together with a psalm and a hymn and a spiritual song. So praise God. God is good. Well, let's see what happens here. 
let's uh, go into a time of worship. This is Prayer International Radio. Just wrap it up with a song for the first uh, little part of the broadcast today. And we'll be praying uh, here in a little bit. You can always call in 619-638-8458. Or check us out on the website, www.prayerinternational.org. Praise God. Let's go into a time of worship briefly and just see what the Lord has.
All right, praise God. Uh, we're back. And just praising Jesus, just giving God praise. So, I guess, uh, you know, really what I'd like to do is just go ahead and kick off some prayer. Uh, pray for a few people, a few, few prayer requests that we have, and uh, just see what the Lord does. Praise God. You know, I'm always amazed. Uh, that we're constantly getting prayer requests and prayer, uh, praise reports uh, concerning healing. And I just want to make a declaration, and of course, if you've been listening to the show, you know that we declare the power of God on the show. We declare that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. We declare that he is a healer. Praise God. We know God is pouring out. We know God is pouring out. And so we just want to make a declaration tonight. We want you to realize that the Bible says that God changes not. He's not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. Jesus is truly the same yesterday, today, and forever. And when he was healing the sick man, raising the dead, casting out devils, and performing miracles, he made a statement. He said, I'm going to go away and I'm going to send you a comforter. I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. And when I go away, the Holy Spirit will be with you and he'll be in you. And you're going to go do greater things. Basically, Jesus told his disciples, or if you want to call them the apostles, the disciples and the people, he said, these Times shall follow them that believe in my name. They will cast out devils, speak in new tongues, drink any deadly thing that will not hurt them, lay hands on the sick and they will recover. And then it says that the Lord worked with them, confirming the word as it was preached, with signs following. Now these were New Testament Christians. These were New Testament Believers, under the same dispensation. See, when Jesus left and he sent the Holy Spirit, that was the first time that the Holy Spirit came to really dwell in and react in the hearts of the believers. Now, there were times when the Holy Spirit would move on the prophets and the kings and different people. There were times when the Holy Spirit would move on the men that followed Jesus. But this was different. This is when they were born again and received the fullness, or what we call the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the empowering of the Holy Spirit. Uh, It was subsequent to just believing in Christ. It was a different experience apart from baptism. And this experience was to bring them into a relationship with the kingdom of God, the power of God, not just the person, but also the power. You see, it's one thing to know the person, but we've got to learn to walk in the power of God. We've got to learn to walk in the power of God. So praise God, giving God glory, giving God praise, very thankful.
very thankful for what God is doing. Lifting up the name of Jesus. And, you know, we just want to give God props. Look, people are getting healed on the show. People are getting healed on the website. People are getting healed that we don't even know about because God is moving all over the earth, pouring out his spirit on all flesh. There are sons and daughters prophesying. There are men and and young men having dreams and visions. There are maidens and handmaidens who are experiencing the miracles of the Lord. There's whole households being saved. Whole households being saved. Are you believing God for your household? Are you believing God for your household to be saved? We want to believe with you. So whoever they are right now, we just want to lift up every man, every woman, every child, every teenager, whoever's believing. Maybe you're believing for your children. Maybe you're believing for your parents. Maybe you're believing for your friends or your loved ones, your family, whoever it is. Listen, we want to believe with you. We want to join with you. The Word of God declares that you and your whole household shall be saved. It's a promise of the living God. It's a promise of the living God. And you can stand on His Word. Listen, God is not slack concerning His promises. And and I just want to say this. I had to stand and believe God for my own mother's salvation for 20 years. 20 years until I knew. Now, maybe she knew. Maybe she had been saved, but it was kind of an undecided situation. We didn't know. We didn't know for sure. So, listen, there was a time within the last few years that my wife had the privilege of speaking with my mother and praying with my mother, and we had the assurance, and my mother had the assurance of her salvation. Now, this was 20-plus years after I became born again. But let me say this, God is not slack concerning his promises. He's not slack, slow, he's right on time. And listen, if you are sowing, and I don't mean just financially, of course I believe you need to be a good steward with your finances, be a good steward with your tithes and offerings, be a good steward with what the Lord has given you and learn to give back and bless and and do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. Whatever the Lord says to do, do it. But be a good steward with the things of God. And learn to sow into the Spirit. Learn to sow into prayer. Learn to sow into healing. I don't mean sow financially. I mean sow your time. Learn to pray. Learn to get connected to the healing anointing meditate on scriptures about healing, be around healing, get connected to ministries that are full of healing. Why? Because there's going to come a time in your life when you're going to need the healing power of God and the anointing you respect is the anointing that you're going to attract. Whatever you respect is what's going to be attracted to your life. It's a biblical principle. It's a spiritual principle. 
Look, if you sow into healing, if you meditate and declare and confess healing, then you're going to reap healing. If your focus is financial blessing and being a financial deliverer, then study the financial blessings. Study what God says about prosperity and abundance. Study what God says about business integrity. Study what God says about being a good steward of business and finance. And then begin to bless and sow into financial anointings. And guess what? You will increase in the area of finance. Now, you may be tested. But God is not slow concerning his promises. Whatever they are. The word of God is filled with promises. The word of God is filled. Listen, blessings on your offspring. We just said that. Let me just say this. Isaiah says, I will pour water on him who is thirsty and floods on the dry ground. I will pour my spirit on your descendants and my blessing will be upon your offspring. Isaiah 44.3. Look, your whole house will be saved. His blessing will be on your offspring. Do you realize that? Do you realize that? Begin to just grab hold, lay hold, get you a promise book. Get you a book full of promises. There's all different types of promise books in the in the bookstores. Go to half price books. Get online, whatever you have to do. Heck, go garage sale and you'll probably find one in somebody's stack of books they're trying to get rid of. Whatever you have to do, but get you a promise book. And begin to meditate on the promises of God. Begin to dwell on the promises. Listen, like tell people God's expectations of them. Tell people what God expects and what God thinks. Don't talk to them about their experiences and their problems and their pain. Talk to them about the promises of God. See, if you always meditate on the problem, the problem's going to stick around. But if you meditate on the promise, then God's going to begin to bring solutions into your life that are going to take care of the problems and the circumstances that you're facing. Oh, yeah. He's good like that. You know, he promises, Philippians 4.19, My God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So if you're ever worried, about not having enough. Realize God says he will supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's go. Let's go into a uh, time of worship. That's what I think we need to do right now. Let's worship, take some prayer requests. Right now, though, I want to lift up a couple people. Hey, uh, our friend, we've got a friend uh, here locally, and uh, she's going through a hard situation. Uh, Basically, her, her name's Carolyn, and she's going through a really hard situation. She was just diagnosed 
uh, with cancer. And she actually subscribes to a denomination or a faith that is not big on uh, miracles. She believes God is a healer, but she's surrounded by a lot of different in opinion, difference of faith. And uh, right now my wife and I are, as far as we know, the only people that are really speaking healing and speaking faith into our lives. Now, there may be others, but, but we're not aware of that. And so what we're doing right now, we're asking for people to pray for our friend Carolyn. And uh, it's a, basically, my wife grew up with, with her sons, and uh, she's really reaching out in this season for the Lord. She's a believer. She's saved and washed in the blood of Jesus. And she knows that she needs to be touched by God. And so she really needs her faith lifted and built up and encouraged. And so right now we just want to ask, and we're going to lift up a prayer for, for Carolyn and rebuke cancer. Also, we're going to, uh, we've got family, uh, basically my my wife's half-sister's dad, I don't know how this works, but Al is going through a situation with leukemia. We also have a friend, Jason, that's going through another cancer. It's, it's, it's odd to me. Right now we are dealing with a lot of cancer situations. We have seen the Lord touch some people in their bodies and, and bring them through. I know my dad has been healed and come through a cancer situation in the last five years. The Lord has uh, revealed himself to my father in the areas of healing. And there's others that we know of that have come through cancer situations. Um, we have a friend named Joy that actually walked through a breast cancer situation. And so right now, we just want to lift up our friend Carolyn, Jason, Al. And right now, we just declare in the name of Jesus that God is a healer. God is a healer, and he can heal leukemia. He can heal breast cancer. He can heal brain cancer. And we know that uh, our friends are going through these different situations. And we declare right now in the name of Jesus Christ, we speak life. We speak life over everybody, over everybody that we haven't named. Maybe your family or loved ones or your neighbors or people you're reaching out to are going through a terminal situation. Right now, lift up your eyes. Lift up your voice. Lift up your faith and put it in the Lord Jesus Christ. And just like that they lifted up the serpent on a pole, and God said to look to the serpent on a pole, which is still now the sign for, for healing for the American Medical Association. Okay, that was a representation of the cross, that if they would look to the cross, they would be healed. It was a symbol. And today I'm declaring to you, if you will look to the cross, you will be healed by the power of the blood of Jesus. So right now we declare, be healed. In Jesus' name, be healed of your infirmity, be loosed of your infirmity. Right now, we speak against every sickness, every disease, everything that is coming against your body, everything that is attacking your body, and we say be loosed and be healed and be free. Because the blood of Jesus Christ, by the stripes of Christ, you have been healed. That by the word of the Lord, there is healing and wholeness. That the word of the Lord goes forth to bring comfort, to bring peace to rebuke sickness and disease. And right now we are eradicating cancer. 
We are speaking death over cancer, and we are speaking life to every man, every woman, every child that we are praying for tonight. And whoever you're believing for tonight, we join our faith in agreement with you and declare your loved ones and your friends and family will be healed in Jesus' name. And, Father, we thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in the earth. We thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Father, that we can come to you and that you're a God. You're not a man. You're not a statue. You're not some idol that is deaf and dumb. But when we pray to you, Father, when your people cry out to you, Father, when your children, when your sons and daughters begin to lift up their voice to you, Father, you turn your ear from heaven and you listen to the cries of your people. And, Father, you're a God that answers by fire. Father, you are a God that answers And we thank you for your answers. We thank you for your promises. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Right now, we just also want to pray the kingdom of God come and the will of God be done in your lives. You know, we know there's a lot of ministers and ministries that are listening to the broadcast from time to time. They tune in to... We have a lot of different uh, followers and listeners uh, ministry-wise. We're lifting up a lot of ministries on the show. We're, we're lifting up J.C. Overcomer Ministries, Sister Cheryl, uh, in Nebraska. We're, tonight we want to lift up Paul and Olivia, our friends, the Pintors out in Kansas City with a Harvest House of Prayer. We just want to thank God uh, for all of us who are listening. Brother Joe is out tonight, but he's he tunes in from Tennessee uh, with his uh, ministry that he does. He's got a few radio shows and a couple churches that he works with. And uh just want to lift him up as well. Listen, God's pouring out. God's connecting. God's building a fellowship, building a family of men and women. that We can be brothers and sisters in the Lord and encourage each other. We have fellowship going on in the chat room. We've got worship and prayer going on, teaching going on. And we just want to thank the Lord. You know, we found out, we've reached a few different countries on the radio, uh, Canada, Australia. We have a listener who came in from Poland. We're very thankful for that. Uh, Also, we, you know, as far as we know, we've been in about 35 different countries since we started five months ago uh, with our website. We've reached about 35 different countries. Uh, we're gaining presence, we're getting responses back, and we're finding out that people are tuning in uh, to the website, different places uh, for Prayer International, whether it's radio or whatever type of ministry it is. You know, we are praying that we can be an influence for the kingdom of God. We are praying that we can raise up an awareness of prayer. Eventually, we want 24-7 prayer, raise up prayer warriors, intercessors, prayer partners that we can have going 24-7 via phone, Skype, video, blog talk radio, tiny chat, all different uh, media streams where we can constantly have some type of influence and reach people with the gospel. Praise God. Maybe you have a dream or a vision that's burning inside of you. Maybe you have a dream or a vision that's burning inside of you. Listen. Take a step of faith. Take a step of faith. Take a step of faith and get out of the boat. Whatever your dream is, 
whatever the assignment, whatever the desire that God's placed inside of you, begin to call it into being. Begin to call in the people that are going to help you bring it to pass. Begin to call in the open doors and the opportunities that are going to help you bring that dream or that vision or that assignment to pass. And listen, don't draw back. Go forward. Listen, we felt like God was calling us to go north, south, east, and west and to touch the nations. And we had no idea where to start. So we started with a little website. We had a limited budget. We began to do some video stuff. Then we had video issues. And the reason I'm sharing this story is I I want people to understand. Okay, we were having issues with our video and some of our technology. And we kept hearing the Lord tell us to go forward. Go forward in these things with uh, Prayer International. And every door we were going through started closing, 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 closing. But the Lord kept saying, go forward. Continue to go forward. Don't draw back. Well, we didn't know how that was going to happen. So we began to pray, Lord, I hear you telling us to go forward. I hear you telling us to not draw back. But all of our technology is messing up, and all of our Internet connection signals are messing up, and things are messing up for us, and what are we supposed to do? One night I, I felt led to go to a prayer meeting on a Monday night, actually an hour early before it started. So there I was, sitting in the parking lot praying, wondering why I was even there. And while I was there, I got a phone call from uh, one of my spiritual moms, I guess you could say, my spiritual mother, and she began to tell me about Blog Talk Radio and told me to pray about it, to check it out and see if God would have anything, you know, use it to do anything. But we began to share, uh, Sean and I began to share a little bit, share our hearts and, and uh, talk to him a little bit about what was going on and prayed with a few people. And next thing you know, within 24 hours, uh, we basically had the finances of funding and within 48 hours, uh, I believe we were doing our first broadcast on the air. I think we started on a Wednesday or Thursday night about 60 days ago. And so I want to say thank, thank be to God. Um, in the last 60 days, we have made so many ministry connections all over the United States. We've had so many prayer reports, praise reports, prayer requests, sing prayers, we answered Lives being touched, bodies healed, families being restored, court cases uh, being won or stretched out or turned uh, in favor. You know, we've seen uh, situations happen for people in court and in jail. We've seen situations happen, uh, you know, with people that have addictions and torments in their minds or bodies. All types of situations, uh, financial blessings. Jobs coming to people. Uh, Husbands coming home. And this is just in the last 60 days. Some of this, of course, uh, a few of these things that I mentioned happened uh, through the website. Why am I sharing about this? God is moving. God took a little seed. Okay, we we took a little seed in faith called a website, called a blog talk radio station, went and got a, a phone number for people to call in not knowing what God was going to do with it, if anything. you know how many websites go up every single day? Do you know how many ministry websites and how many web pages go up every single day and they just sit there idle 
for months and months and months and years, and finally they just shut down. We we heard from brothers that got no response after a couple months. Didn't have one single response to their show after two months on Blog Talk Radio, and it was good. It was good stuff, but they couldn't seem to get any listening audience. Couldn't get any response. And so we feel like we're blessed. We feel like God has called us to do some things. And we're not despising small beginnings. And I want to encourage you, wherever you're at in your process, whatever you're doing uh, for the Lord, do not despise small beginnings. Do not despise the opposition. When you've got warfare surrounding you and it seems like nothing's popping, nothing's clicking, nothing's working, continue to go forward and trust God. Continue to just keep going on, keep following your heart, and keep trusting the voice of the Lord leading you and guiding you. Because God is faithful. God is faithful. He's going to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you could ask or think, according to the power that works in you. So just make sure that you have the power of God working in you. Because that's how it's going to come. He's in you to willing to do of his good pleasure. So just trust God. Hold on tight. The Bible says that you will reap in due season if you faint not. And we understand that. We've been through some situations. You know, when you go through situations where one week the water's getting cut off and the next week the water's back on, but the lights are getting cut off. And then the next week, well, your hot water heater's out, but praise God, you got electricity. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Sometimes we go through stuff. And I, since we started this ministry, we have been hit north, south, east, and west, upside down and backwards from every angle. But you know what? God is faithful. He keeps showing himself strong. He keeps getting us through these hard times, producing in us a character. You know, it's these hard times. It's the testing of our faith that produces the patience. That's where the patience comes in, is when it's tested. When our character's tested.
Praise God. This is Prayer International Radio. And we are wrapping it up. we got a few minutes left. It's giving people time to call in. Prayer request. Just want to thank everybody tonight for all your prayer and support listening. You know, we want to continue. We we log and keep a database of everybody that calls in and continue to pray for you, pray for your needs, whatever requests you have. Feel free to contact us at www.prayerinternational.org. And we just want to pray in the name of Jesus Christ. So God is going out of here. So thank you for everybody tonight. We're going to keep you in prayer. But keep worshiping God. Stay filled with the word of God. Radio. We'll see you again tomorrow night. God bless.